on this episode of the AIE Podcast. New Braid continues to march bravely forward. Murderous Groot, you say. Or don't say. Or don't say. May the 4th... No, 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 wait. Uh, June the 4th will be with the FC. Show 404. Oh no, guess not found. So we're talking about cons to ourselves. You mean when you try to trick some... Oh no, not that kind of con. All right. (laughs) All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 404 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa S gaming community. The die has been podcast. I am Makala. To my left downstairs over a bit is Tetsemi. Hello, everyone. Wow, he's doesn't have his, doesn't even have his uh, spreadsheet open. All right, <laughs> and to our right in two states over is Mew Cow. Greetings, guildies. I hope you're not having a crappy weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, and this week we are joined by some very special guests. Well, guys, it's us. We're the special guests, and we're going to talk about a subject near and dear to our hearts: conventions, because we're heading into convention season. Welcome us. Uh, Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Howdy. howdy, howdy, howdy. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what have you guys been up to? And I'm going to go to the one that I don't live with, <laughs> MewCow. Well, right now I'm being swarmed by podcasts all of a sudden. I don't know. Wait, this is not fair. Ugh. Yes. Yes, I, I suddenly have podcasts saying hi. Yeah. You're so handsome. Yep, yep. It's Deanie. Hi, Dean. Sammy's down here. I don't know. They're just suddenly wanting attention, of course, because, you know, I'm sitting down to do a podcast. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, this weekend, so I just spent the day uh, shuttling Kiddo around to various places to tire him out. I mean, for him to in, have enrichment, you know, enrichment. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin, of course, has ha- been having constant spittle rain, so we went yep. to an indoor place called Cat Chair, or Cat Chair, as I like to call it. There's no cats or chairs. It's just, you know, it's a place where you basically, an indoor place where kids can just bounce around and, and get their energy out. So it's um, like the cats in chairs? Yes, totally. Totally. Um, and then after that, met with some friends at uh, uh, an outdoor playground next to a place called Central Market. It's kind of, uh, for those that are familiar with the Texas HEB, um, and oh, then yeah. also, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're also familiar with, uh, what is it, uh, World Market, the one that uh, yes. Amazon bought. It's uh, HEB's version of World Market. It's called Central Market. And they have a fancy place next to a big old uh, playground and then a live music center because it's Austin. That's just, you know, right. Of course. It doesn't matter what your business is. You have a live music stage in it. You could have a a car wash with the live music next. Yeah. The 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 urban mattress uh, store has a live music uh, stage next to it. So that's just yeah, a thing yeah, you do. yeah. You know, you never know when a jam session is going to break out. Yeah. I mean, even the even the mini marts, the mini malls, the strip malls have a live uh, music section. So, yeah, we were yeah. Uh, being serenaded with that while the kids ran around and had fun. Um, hung out with some co-workers because um, we don't go into the office anymore. So the only way to, to see your co-workers is to hang out afterwards. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh 
you know, it was one of those, you know, rare cool days. It's, it was in the 70s today, but it's, it was constant spittle rain. So you had to dodge a bit of that. Um, and that's pretty much just, you know, kids' birthday parties were winding down for school. Um, yeah. um, and, uh, I mean, it, you know, game-wise, uh, I've been having a lot of really good luck with that Honkai Rail game um, that everyone's really into. I have not started the new Zelda game because I have not finished oh. the first one. That uh, makes sense. Okay, it's been a because, big topic in our house. Yes. Well, it was funny. So, so Jen got the new one. She hasn't played the first one. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to go straight into the, the second one. It's yeah. like, okay, you, you you do you. She did. She got uh, essentially an A plus in her class. So it's like, here's your reward. Here, you have the new Zelda. Absolutely. You, you do what you want with it. Um. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to see where I was in the first Zelda game. Popped in, save file from five years ago. Apparently. <laughs> yeah and i'm like huh why did i stop playing oh weird what is this shrine i'm in the middle of oh wow that is really annoying and no wonder i stopped (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so it was one of those you know what i'm going to come back to this later and then forgot got it yeah yeah yeah. and now uh, now it's how big a bridge can you build and shove into a uh, shrine that's the oh it's not it's it's if you want to call it bridges yeah it's not just bridges that i've been seeing people building but uh yeah, there's been some very clever uses of mechanics, as we as we say. Yeah, um, and all the other game. game developers are like, how did they get this working on the Switch? Like, they're yeah. just scratching their heads like, how? And apparently it's running better than the first game did, yeah. which is surprising. Yeah. Well, the first it's game was the, a tech the, demo. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And so they've, they've, you know, they've had five years apparently, because that's what my last save file was to uh, improve on this. Um, so yeah. And uh, yeah, some, like uh, we, we watch uh, a weekly YouTube show called highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And, um, the last two weeks have just been Zelda clips of right. just people what doing the people wackiest done? things. Yeah. Yes. The most interesting one I saw was, uh, someone getting a crate, that had a, a door on it, scooping a character into it, closing the door, tilting the crate, letting go, the thing flies. Right. Because because of physics, because the, the game wants that character to be flat on the floor. Right. Well, you've just changed what the floor is. So it just goes flying off into the distance. Wow, so yeah. They've been using that as a weapon, essentially. Like you <laughs> sure. just take it and it just... Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the stuff, because... It, um, it, that same uh, show, the Highlight Reel show, has shown what people have been doing with the first Zelda game for the last five years. Yeah. And they do just crazy stuff. Now, Zelda has then now given them a tool set to continue their crazy. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the tools <laughs> To extend the crazy. <laughs> yes. So we're going to be seeing this for years. We're going to see some crazy stuff. This is the next yeah. Game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, I saw uh, one. Somebody yeah. made a... It looked like a, a basically like a statue like this, but it had like 12 lasers on it, and they just set mm-hmm. it walking forward, and all of a sudden all 12 lasers just focused it, like the Guardian lasers. They put like yes. 12 of them yes. on a robot and just set it off against something. I'm like, that's allowed? I've seen, yeah. well, and, and so I've seen someone make an, an army of uh, flying drones with those Guardian lasers on it, and then mm. s- s- turn them on, they go up, forward and they just start decimating everything in their path <laughs> just because of those guardian lasers but uh but yeah, yeah no that's that's uh it's it's otherwise been pretty quiet um you know most stuff is in the middle of their patch cycle so you know no yeah, yeah. making anything other than you know zelda coming out that seems to be the only focus and you know just trying to settle in at home getting ready for as summer rolls in so that'll yep. be fun yeah all right uh Ted, what have you been up to 
mostly pen and paper games, surprisingly. Uh, do you want to cover... Me? You cover Call yeah. of Cthulhu and I'll cover Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, playing a Call of Cthulhu, update to come, uh, and starting a new uh, Star Wars uh, pen and paper game. And I uh, basically took one of my Star Wars The Old Republic characters, uh, Jedi Shadow, and kind of recreated them in the new uh, the new system, which, as weird as the dice are, I'm really starting to like neat system. the, the system with the challenges the and the setbacks and how you set the difficulty. Um, just a lot of a lot of really fun um, things you can do. But my uh, my shadow is basically a beginning force user but mostly relies on subterfuge skullduggery and um street smarts street smarts and stealth to uh navigate or help the party navigate through the thing and we started out uh basically breaking someone out of a hut's palace that had been kidnapped and uh was beholden to the hut so we broke them out but of course, no plan goes as uh, you know as planned. So we pi- we picked up the quest. We picked up the the start of the campaign, fleeing from the the four Gamorian guards that are chasing us through um, the the city on Tatooine. And um, apparently, I'm putting McCullough to sleep. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I know. Um, so using uh one of our members um is a gank and uh goes up on the the roof and is running everything from the roof and then i'm running everything from the ground level so we we basically are navigating through this town and we distract the guards duck into a cantina um you know, make it out the back of the cantina with only having to engage one guard and they basically stun and subdue him. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, really nice moves there. And then made it to, we have to, we found out that the ship we need to leave on is missing its, uh, one of its hyperdrive parts. And so we have to go hit the junkyard where it got taken to convince the owner to give it back to us or, because we don't have the money to to pay for it, so we through uh, some awesome intimidation and um, other things, call basically bluffing. Um, we, you know, it, it was convenient that two Tie Fighters and an Imperial troop shuttle flew over, and we're like, um, unless you want to be told you're dealing in stolen merchandise, you're going to give us that back, or we're going to talk to the Imperials. And the shopkeeper's like. Um, just deal with the hut and you're good. Go ahead, take it. Uh, And then it was, how do we get through town back to the spaceport and realize, oh, that ship's going to be locked down. So we split the party so we can go install the hyperdrive on the ship while half the party goes to spaceport control to convince them to uh, release the clamps on the ship. And McCullough and uh, our friend Feelings, uh, through some really good charm and uh, listen, in- you said sugar and spice and um, exactly, sugar yes, 
Um, and, and so they basically con- bluffed and convinced the uh, spaceport control that, yeah, the hut wants that ship and we're taking it to him. So you're going to release the clamps and we need to get out of here. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to check with him. And like, no, no, he's busy it's dealing with those Imperials that just flew over. So if you want to interrupt him when he's already in a bad mood, go right ahead. And they're like, mm, OK. <laughs> and then meanwhile, we get back in and a bounty hunter and a friend of the bounty hunter walk off the ship like, yeah, we have a puck with your name on it. And he pulls it out and he looks at it. There's no bounty yet on them. Like he got there early before the bounty was actually put on there. So we were like, get off our ship. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so they leave. <laughs> we check for, uh, you know, I checked for a tracking device because I know it's a bounty hunter. There's got to be a tracking device. Find the tracking device and our give it to our engineer. We get it off cleanly so it's still working. Give it to our engineer and in the hangar bay next to our ship is the bounty hunter ship who's just getting ready to take off. So our engineer makes a stealth roll, slaps the tracking device on his own ship, and then we get on the ship, finish installing the hyperdrive, and head to Ryolith, which is where we ended. So, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, we were uh, The dice were really favorable for my character and for Heather's character. Well, just, yeah, in-game, in yes. Yeah. In that they weren't working so great. But. No, <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a really fun. Um, it's a good it's system. A, it's yeah, it's a really fun. It's a really fun system because it's like, okay, so if you have proficiency, you know, you make a proficiency roll, and then you've got um, your attributes go along with it. So you know, like if you're proficient, and then you have a cunning of three on street smart, so you get three additional chances at it, and then you. Typically, an average difficulty is like two purple um, dice. And basically, any successes that you get cancel out any failures you get. Um, But then there's also triumphs and despair. And we had a really good roll where he got a triumph, a success, and an advantage all in one roll. And the uh, triumph was he was able to distract the stormtroopers. what what did he do with the triumph? I'm trying to remember. Well, that was that was um, I think the one getting blown up. So because he touched oh, the yeah. he sent the droid down to stop the storm to distract the stormtroopers, the droid <laughs> stood in front of the speeder and got blown up, and so did one of the troopers. Yeah, so it was great. It was a good was distraction, completely unintended. But yeah, it's a it's a fun system. So that uh, yeah, and, until and, until the until you go. Um, Roll and, um, you know, the dark side gets you. But I don't have to worry about that. Have fun, boo. Oh, I will. I will. You will. You um, will. That and then in digital games, um, getting ready for what we're calling the explosion, the XP plosion in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, because the patch comes on Monday and they're going to put at least two, I think it's two ranks, maybe three ranks on the on the island sanctuary. So we've been banking experience up for two weeks. Don't talk to that mammoth. Um, and <laughs> once the patch hits, we should be able to go in and basically claim two weeks worth of island experience from the mammoth, the pasture, and the crops and gain those ranks faster instead of having to, to wait or grind them out. So that's been fun. There's been a running tally of, you know, we started this two weeks ago of like, you can visit the island. 
don't talk to the mammoth. And people were like, like we had one today. They almost made it. They were like two days away from from that and got distracted and talked to the mammoth. And basically all that happens is you get all the experience now, but since you're capped at the highest rank, it doesn't do you any good. You just lost two and a half, you know, two weeks worth of experience. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good. Um, And then in wow, with the, with the new patch, I think I've hit rank 10 with the, the Niffin uh, just been doing the world quests and I forgot to check and see if I'd even done the, uh, um, what do you call the monthly thing? It's not a battle pass. It's a um. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking tendies. about? Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 tendy the tenders. Thing. Yeah, the tender uh currency. Um, and I'm about half done, so I need to play some catch up. But other yeah. than that, um, and knocking out Ritz and ESO. So, what have you been up to, McCullough? Uh, con prep number one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're a, a week and um, five days till con. So, um, <laughs> house prep for I guess that's coming for con. Um, game wise, you know, I am the pen and paper girl. So um, when last we left our merry band of students, we were fleeing for our lives. Fling, fling. Um, and then you know we're we stop the session and the next session. I just look at them like, I'm going to say something. Y'all not going to like this. And I'm like, all right, guys. So um, this is pretty much the same thing happened to us last time we were in this town. Um, stuff, you know, people got carried away by horrible, awful monsters. And then we ended up in jail for the night because no one would believe us. And then the next morning, the people were back, but they were taken over. So I think. You know, this fire that happened at the house we were staying at and all that was trying to get it so we can't save the people. So we need to go save them. And Cam just gives me this glare. He just gives me the darkest, deepest <laughs> glare you've ever seen. Like, because every time we've done something, we were trying to save people. Cam has ended up dead or almost dead. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm like, no, it makes sense. They're trying to keep us from saving people. We have a very short window of time. Very short window of time. We need to do this. Because otherwise, well, we've been pretty much, we can't go back to school. If we don't get this figured out, we can't go back to the person we're working for because we're the experts, you know, with what we saw here. We have no prospects. We need to go save people. Yeah, the but the issue, honestly, for my character was the way the storyteller presented what we were up against, it basically was, you know, there's no way in heck you're taking one of these down. And there yeah. were like six of them plus oh, yeah, absolutely. other. So it was this very intimidating, um, you know, it's one of those situations where you go into and it, it's like a roadblock. The GM says, you do not want to go here. So I'm just going to put up a bunch of, heavy monsters and stuff. So I thought in my character's head, we were doing the right thing of retreating, going to get help and then coming back. Um, He didn't really lay out the story. I I thought there was an issue, you know, with, Hey, but there's a path you can take to recover. He did in the, in the session you're talking about now kind of made it more obvious that, yeah, you have a short window. Here's an opening you can get in, get out. So yeah, so we, you know, we, but everything was leading to this one area, so I'm like, okay, we need to go, you know, 
to Broken Hills. We found a, a cave that the big, huge, scary Eden creatures with their 220 strength couldn't get into. So we had a recon mission, which was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're in this Mego laboratory. Basically, this is where they landed. And they have been, exp- you know, they've had, this is their base. And this is where they take their victims and where they strip their victims of all their belongings and where they do their experiments and take their brains and put them in jars. <laughs> so it was like, because this this particular campaign is very much invasions of the body snatchers. Yeah. Um. So we're going through and we're finding like, you see a pile of clothing and it's from the 1700s and you find this money and it's, you know, different currencies and you find body armor and weapons and all of this, right? So had we had the ability, we could have made a lot on this loot. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there was like ancient Mesopotamian stuff and... Yeah, yeah, it was insane. Um, But one of the things we found was a book in Latin and it actually seemed to almost have like a substance over the pages like a she- like almost like sheet protectors. I'm like mm-hmm. here's the deal. I am very fluent in Latin. Um I'm pretty sure the only way we can deal with things is magic because nothing else seems to work. I'm taking this book. Yep. So we actually got through this it was almost like a dungeon crawl. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, it was a yeah it was a call of Cthulhu dungeon crawl which was a lot of fun. Um, we found, so we had been sent on this mission with a bunch of trained soldiers, all of which were carried away. Um, we ended up finding about to be experimented on, um, the head of security. We found him as he's about to get his, you know, brain taken out of his head. We were able to defeat those particular amigos because they weren't fighters. They were scientists pretty quickly without having, without taking a lot of damage. Which was really amazing. Um, so we rescued the remaining, and I think there was five people remaining. But in the brain room, because we had this huge room with all these brains in vats, um, we found our party member who from had died last campaign from the, from the from the first well the first um, chapter of the campaign mm-hmm. um, who had been carried off because she went on alone um, when we were all in jail. And so we found her brain jar um, and her girlfriend like heard her and picked her up. So now we are fleeing with a brain jar, an ancient book in Latin, um, five rescued soldiers. And there we kept finding, you know, these um, grates where so like, okay, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and do that. Um, So we go through one of these grates. It takes us, you know, to the to the river and we that was our escape. And then Mike's like, okay, we're going to do something different next week. Like, what are we doing? Like, well, I have a scenario I want to experiment with. All right. You know, um, let's do this. So we actually are doing a two to three shot knowing our group. Um, it's in the same system, um, but it is um, in the future. And so we're playing, you know, scientists and engineers and all that. Um, and we are, there's been a group that's developed faster than light travel, um, near a Lothep Corp. Um, and if you know anything about Lovecraft or Call of Cthulhu, that name's not good. Uh, near Lothep is, you know, a pretty well-known baddie. Um, it just sounds bad. It does, mm-hmm. right? Right. But they developed faster than light travel. Um, and, but it's like, it's, it's we're going to take four, it's going to take four years to get to this colony that they want to, we want to set up. And we're half of the crew. 
Um, and you basically go into stasis for a few for a few months, and then you get out of stasis, and you you work the crew, and you kind of go back and forth. Well, we get woken up for our shift, and um, no one's there. No one's there to wake us up. No one's there to brief us on what's happened. There's um, supposed to be a week co- uh, crossover a week, between the a week two crossover, shifts, right? Yep. So, and it feels very aliens. Um, so basically, we find out that they um, came across something 35 days ago. Um, and then it, whatever it was, it caused an anomaly. Our systems are basically our Alexa um, is affected. It's trying to take over the ship. It's trying to get in. Um, so we're trying to figure out what it is, how we can stop it. Um, and we have 48 hours. And we have 48 hours because any longer than that, we had, we can't get back to the path we were on. Yeah. the the Whatever took over the ship, we found notes that says it wants to go to where we were headed. And so they intentionally turned the ship and pointed it in the opposite direction from where we were going. So we have 48 hours to make the course correction or we won't have enough fuel to safely land on the planet. Right, on the holiday. So yeah, yeah so um yeah, it's it's a fun change of pace but definitely is very, you know, we've gone from body snatchers to um among us slash aliens. Slash dead space. Yeah, I think, space, I think yeah. like dead space, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's been it's been good. It's really neat because he did create the campaign. So that's a blast. Yep. Or the scenario. So that is what we've been doing and you know, and con prep um so we're gonna go ahead and dig into that in just a few minutes we're gonna actually talk about cons uh but news you guys like news absolutely i like news let's talk about news aie news all right in community news mandatory fun nights where the fun is mandatory but attendance is not on sundays while classic runs at 2 p.m eastern Guild Wars 2 on Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Star Trek Online at 10 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesdays, SOTOR, 9 p.m. Eastern. On Thursdays, Board Game Night, usually the first and third Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And on Friday, we have ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern. And the Magic Miscellaneous Tour in Final Fantasy XIV, also at 9 p.m. Eastern. On Saturdays, a jam-packed day, we have Lord of the Rings Online at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Final Fantasy Map Night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and New Braid in WoW at 11 p.m. Eastern. As well as Guild Community Happenings, we have streaming and Guild Podcast News. We have a ton of AIE member podcasts. Uh, If you want to know where to find them, we have a list here in the show notes, but we'll quickly go over them. Uh, We have the Swotor Escape Podcast with Max and Sima over at NewOverlords.com. Uh, we have the uh, Behind the Games podcast with Jeff, a.k.a. Max and Zima, sounds familiar, also at NewOverlords.com. Um, we then have the Working Class Nerds with Marcus and Nick, the Night Not Safe for Life podcast over <laughs> at WorkingClassNerdsCon.WordPress.com. We then have Boards and Swords with Chris and Philip over at BoardsAndSwords.com. We have uh, Dr. Gameology, also known as Dr. Daniel Kaufman, at uh, drgameology.com. We have the STO Fleet Action Report with Greebog and Nicodus. You can find them on YouTube at Fleet Action Report. And then we have the A Podcast Reborn, a Final Fantasy, Commu- Final Fantasy 14 community podcast with Brandon, a.k.a. Old Man Franks, uh, Megan, and Roe. Also not safe for life. 
You can find them at the bonus roll dot or bonus roll dot gg um, a podcast reborn. Excellent. All right, and a nomads news. Actually, kind of a big kind of community news. First, uh, BlizzCon twenty twenty three has been announced for November third and fourth. No details yet on virtual tickets, bands, etc. But keep an eye on Discord to watch for events and or game and or in-game get-togethers. Summer of Love is being worked on. It usually happens the first week of August. So again, Discord, eyes, keep watch. Uh, Diablo 4 will be launching with early access on June 1st and normal access on June 5th. Lost Ark. Interest and participation in Lost Ark waned some time ago. Only a handful of people have been logged in for the last six months. Membership is also greatly reduced through inactivity. The AIE Comitas Guild has been evacuated and will be sunsetted. Should interest rekindle over time, we might visit the game in the future. Uh, by the end of this week, channels will be archived and discussions for the game could be done through just the general Nomads channel. And in similar news, um, similar to our shift in Lost Ark to Nomad channel, we're doing the same with uh, New World channel as well. Uh, they'll hold in-game company for now, but may remove old unplayed, unplayed characters before too long in order to simplify company management. Let us know if you have any questions. We can always spin things back up and open the section back up in Discord as things get busy, or if things get busy. As things, I'm going to go for as things get busy. Sure. And in WoW news, speaking of Noob Raid, (laughs) Noob Raid attempted to tackle the final boss in the Vault of the Incarnates this week. They were unsuccessful, but will try again next weekend. That's not to say they didn't do well, however. They tackled Broodkeeper for the first time and killed her in a very few pulls. In HFO news, the group is continuing to progress a normal Abras with two new boss kills this week, making the group 7 of 9 in normal mode. And it had its highest turnout in a long time, maybe ever, with 27 people in attendance. Good Rats, Lord. That's, that's awesome. A, that's a lot that's of cats. That's some cats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, the, the, the new raid is actually bringing people out. Um, my own um, raid team has had a pretty big group of people and a lot of them were regulars too which is just Me. weird yeah, when yeah we weren't having to, to pull in a bunch of pugs so it's gotten people's attention um Excellent. you know we'll, and it's we'll see how long that lasts yeah well i'm hearing that this new raid is a little easier than the first one and that might be yeah. helping things out people are are not hitting walls as hard so yeah awesome. exactly Speaking of hitting walls, in WoW Classic, uh, TOC, or the Trial of Champions, is on the PTR. Stale Puffed continues to raid Ulduar um, as they gear up on their for their newest victims, or uh, maybe recruits, or whatever you want to call them. You know, <laughs> science and all kinds of stuff there. Um, they're hoping for the Cataclysm expansion announcement at BlizzCon. Um, beyond that, uh, life is good in Classic, still going strong over there. It feels weird saying Kata is would be something that would be considered classic. I am. I would be surprised if they would, said they want to do that. Yeah. So because Kata the whole broke a lot of things. Yeah. Well, that that's the whole thing. The Cataclysm changed the world, and that's why everyone wanted Wild Classic because they wanted the right. pre-Cataclysm yeah. world. And if you, now, if you want Cataclysm, go play regular game. Exactly. Play retail. Exactly. It's already yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, hopefully they'll have some kind of news or idea what to do. Or maybe it'll be something brand new. Who knows? Yes. All right. And it's so to our news. Do I have to sing this part? No. No. <laughs> That's good. No one wants me to hear, hear me sing. All right. Hello, darkness, my old friend. There's a new flashpoint. The shrine, the shrine of silence. 
is up in the public test servers for with new art for the final boss. Think Groot, but uh, really, really murderous. Uh, hmm. There's not a release date yet, but it's not far off. Uh, join the SOTOR crew on Tuesdays for Mandatory Fun Night. Wednesdays for friendly, slightly spicy, mildly organized PvP. And Fridays for some form of pew-pew. Most likely ships, uh, spaceships in space. That's kind of what you do. Yep. And in ESO news, uh, we have been working on trials again and having a lot of fun doing so, even though they usually have less than 12 people. Uh, upcoming things. Tales of Tournament 3 is now open for signups. To sign up, let us know in the Tales of Tribute channel in the ESO tab, or you can DM Kramer29 uh, in Discord. There are only a few rules that need to be followed in order to participate. One, you have to be in the guild, you have to be a guild member. Two, you have to own the High Isle chapter or higher and have access to Tales of Tribute. And three, you must have fun. Four, you must have completed the starter quest. If you need help with the quest, just ask and we will help you out. Tournament will run for four weeks with a break for 4th of July. The start will be on Monday, June 19th, 2023. And the 4th of July break will be July 3rd. And the tournament will start its second half on July 10th. They currently have six people signed up and would love more. Tournament will once again pay out the top 10 places, and there will be a total of seven and a quarter million gold in prizes. Once again, we wish all our card players the best of luck. And a reminder, the next chapter, Necrom, will be out June 5th for PC and Mac, and June 20th for consoles. Ah. Over on Final Fantasy XIV news, uh, June 4th is the FC run of the Final Stormblood Alliance raid. And with the new patch coming out, uh, Tuesdays, um, there's been a ton of upgrade there. On Tuesday, there will be a ton of upgrades to the Island Sanctuary that people are prepping for with all the XP boosts. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be some story content, uh, of course, uh, battle-crafted gear, and if anyone needs any help with anything or has questions, you know, go ahead and ask in Discord. That's what we're there for. Um, mm. uh, the uh, FC House has a new beachfront exterior for the summer. Come by and check it out. Uh, I believe Jess uh, is the yep. one that uh, worked on that. Said they were bored and said, you know what? Summertime. Boom. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jess. All right. In STO news, STO is running the following two sales. Vanity Shields for Dilithium until tomorrow. Save on Legacy items until tomorrow. All right. It's a sale, guys. And you don't even have to pay up for free shipping. So you might as well take advantage <laughs> of it. Uh, the current in-game looming threat. Sorry. The current in-game event looming threats is still active. The new reward is. the This reward is is a new uh, Tetron-based space set. Uh, the new content drop um, Unraveled is active. The story is based on the consequences of time and tr tr dimensional travel. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. something, something our character is responsible for and the Thelowians are trying to fix. The fleet has completed its last holding. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Wow. Um, so last holding, they've been working on this, guys, for years, if you've been hearing our news. Mm -hmm. uh, or been involved. That's amazing. Uh, they have now access to every fleet holding, resource, items, and ships. Come see what the STO crew has accomplished. Absolutely. Wow. And in Lord of the Rings Online news, they have some events. First, the Buried Treasure event is going on through May 29th. Time to be working towards those treasure mounts. 
Next, they have the Midsummer Festival to celebrate the wedding of Middle-Earth's power couple Aragorn and Arwen. So, Aww. throw off the armor, adorn yourself in fancy duds, and only raise your weapons in salute from June 8th to July 4th. Finally, there's an event everyone can't wait until it returns. Yes, that's right. Chicken Hockey, a.k.a. Yeah. Hobnobigans, is back from June 1st through June 4th. Awesome. Well, thanks for all the news, folks. Um, and with that, with that, let's get back to, I don't know, us. And let's talk about cons. All right. So um, the kind of reason I want to talk about this is, you know, summer tends to be the, like the con season where you have multiple. And even though things are really, really different now than what they were a few years ago, um, cons are happening again. Um, and I know that the three of us all have very different experiences when it comes to cons that the average attendees don't get to see. Um, so I want to talk about that. So besides just like being an intend uh, attendee, um, I want to talk about your con experiences. And Mew, I want to start with you. Oh, I've been all over the place. Um, the the uh, different experiences I've had, of course, um, I've been in the industry um, off and on. So I've seen the other side, the uh, the um, the vendor side, the you know the ones running it. Um, uh, I had a stint at uh, for at Blizzard, so I did help with BlizzCon uh, for a year or two, um, seeing the behind the scenes, this this the secret stuff, the secret sauce, um, which all you're missing is just tired people, um, essentially. But uh, I did um, also spend a bit of time uh, at E3 working for Square Enix, uh, which again a whole other side of things, more tired people. Um, lots of, uh, lots of, uh, lots of press stuff, uh, wrangling of people, um, lots of standing, uh, just, just so much standing. Um, and, uh, I also, yeah. And then also spent a bit of time, um, running a booth at Gen Con. Um, again, this was for a, a, a gaming company, a board gaming slash uh, digital gaming company did a lot of cards. Um, uh, that was Cryptozoic. Um, we had a little uh, competitor to Magic that they were afraid of, and they threw their lawyers at it until it went away. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Magic for you. Um, you know, which you know they're now married to an even better company. You know, great for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, cool. but uh, but yeah, that that was also you know that was probably a more intimate con, honestly, because you know we were a smaller company. We had a lot of loyal fans that came to see us. Um, we were running tournaments out off of a little desktop computer and, uh, had all the computers connected to that to, to do the tournament stuff. So that was a lot more fun. Um, that was, and you know, that was in Indiana, not much to do other than the con. So, right, right. Absolutely. But yeah, like the, you know, the, the only real difference between, you know, people going to a con and the people running the con is that, you know, you're tired for a different reason. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. You know, and you're you're lugging stuff in. I mean, really, all we got to see was we got to see the empty convention center before everything got set up. We got to watch it get built up. Um, you know, you get to see about the behind the scenes. Um, you know, you, you might catch a glimpse of a celebrity here or there. Um, I remember running into uh, Lindsay Sterling at E3 because oh, this was it was before she was big. Um, so she was doing um, uh, what I assume was like you know like corporate hires, like they you know hire her to come and do a little show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, running back and forth between the behind the scenes areas, um, you know, all the, you know, the celebrities for that are sneaking in and out of BlizzCon, um, 
like uh, Felicia Day getting shuffled for here to there because they, when you're celebrity and you're trying to hide from the crowds, they do let you use the behind the scenes area. Yeah. It's just because mm-hmm. it's it's not just for their safety; it's also for the con safety. It's you know it's easier yeah, to totally. have them hide and because you don't want a big crowd of people freaking out. And when they're that's not the focus; like you're just a celebrity trying to go to the convention too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of my side. And of course, you know, I've gone to the conventions as a regular view, um, uh, viewer and, you know, we can talk about that, um, you know, yeah. later on. But yeah, it's yeah. But it's behind the scenes. It's, you know, not as magical as you as it needs to be. Um, it's you're just going to find tired people tired sleeping people. in the corner. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Ted. And speaking of tired people, what about you? Shots fired. Um... <laughs> wow. I love you were you. the one yawning on camera. Anyway, uh, you, I love you. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So I, I've again, much like me, we've attended as a you know a guest and also worked uh, as a vendor. And then I'm going to count um, Nerdtacular as a con, and we've worked yeah, you know yeah. behind the scenes as, at Nerdtacular and oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I actually was there in an official capacity as a cryptozoic representative. Yeah, right. So we, you know, we we were sponsors for that one too, and and yeah, and and helping um, uh, sh- uh, shepherd the uh, the 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 Johnson around because exactly, he, you you kind of have to to push him in directions, otherwise <laughs> he'll just stay in a corner. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah. So that that's that's always fun. Um, I think you know you mentioned celebrity sightings uh, uh McCullough was setting up at phoenix fan fusion and uh will and ann wheaton happened to come by be- and um we got to find out that um nevermore who was vending at the time runs um which i can't remember the dogs. marley's marley's yeah. twitter account and uh, they didn't know it, and she's like, "Should I mention it to them?" And like, yeah. And so she got to, you know, let them know, "Hey, I'm the one that runs Marley's account." Um, and so they were friends. And then uh, I wasn't there, but I'm a big Will Wheaton fan. And McCullough was like, "Can I get a picture for my husband who's not here?" He's like, "Well, I can't, you know, do pictures because contracts and stuff like that. But if you want to take a picture, you know, with Anne, I'll photobomb it." <laughs> <laughs> and ended up in the picture. So yeah, there's a picture of Heather and Anne, and then Will's photobombing in the background. So, and, and Tet just told him on my stories for for later, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's, uh, that's it's, okay. It's, yeah, but uh, yeah, and a lot of people don't realize like Thursday before Phoenix Fan Fusion is when we do load in, and people don't. I mean, because y- y- when you go to the convention, it's just. You know, it's all there. It's all it's all set up, and people don't realize what level of coordination and everything go into getting the vendors and their equipment in and out of that building or yep. any convention center. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, our um, in in contrast to that, we did a free. Um, convention at the library con um and that was nice because literally we drove up to the curb our spot was right there so we just dropped the stuff off you know we had a 10 foot square taped out this is your where you're vending and dropped all the stuff off and then went parked you know 
hundred feet away in the in the parking lot, and uh, you know, so that was that was fun. That's our good, you know. That's a that was a good setup. But with Phoenix yeah. Convention Center, they actually have a staging area where you have to go in with your vehicle, check in, and say I'm with you know Cat's Eye Curiosities, and then they'll give you a ticket, and then they call the convention center and say, Hey, I have someone waiting at the you know at the staging area, and then they get the go ahead, and then they send you, you know go on this path, follow these streets, come here, put this on your dash, and then you wait. And then the uh, convention is in the basement, bottom floor of the convention center. So you go into the convention center, basically drive under it all the way down to the loading dock area, which is on the same level, which is nice. So you just load out right into the the ground level. If you're one of the vendors, if you're um, – they did have some vendors on the third floor, so they basically had to load out into the freight elevator, go up to the third floor, um, which is not fun, especially when you break down and leave. That's a whole, that's a whole different yeah. story. Yeah, that's. I, a, I got to oh. see that a couple times. That was chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're part of the breakdown crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. Well, you definitely do. You know, ha- having people help really does. Yeah, the issue is you, you can stage everyone getting in. You really it's very hard to stage everyone getting out because like the big vendors have to get, you can't pack up until the con closes and then you can't get your vehicle in until your booth has been completely packed up, inspected and they call ahead and say, you know, you've got somebody waiting at the the loading. Okay, go ahead and send this one in. And so the big vendors, you know, will have huge moving trucks and 18 wheelers that need to come in to load all their stuff up because they have to get to the next con the next day. You know, like they're traveling yeah. from Phoenix to Vegas or Phoenix to LA or Phoenix to Austin. And they've got set up for the next con the next day. Whereas the smaller vendors are like, no, we we did Phoenix, we're done. We're you know, yeah. so we tend to, to get <laughs> yeah, we tend to get, get forgotten. So it's you know kind of hard for us to get out and and the one year it was basically like, no, you have to go out through the loading dock. You're not allowed to carry stuff up the stairs. You're not allowed to use any of the public facing elevators. Everything has to go out through the freight elevator and stuff like that. Yeah, that lasted one year. And then they were yep, like, <laughs> then they were like, the the last year was like, yeah, if you can get stuff out of here, just get stuff out of here, please. Oh. <laughs> I think, I think you, were there, you were there from one of those years, Mew. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you and you and like, Ted, we basically grabbed what we could and just ran. Yeah. And, okay. Exactly. You and Ted, two manning the, uh, yeah, you and Ted, two manning the, uh, the uh, wagon up, up the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it is. I'm. I have more I have more fun at conventions just watching people visiting the booths you know buying stuff finding cool art um Yeah yeah but we'll talk about that uh, we'll talk about that later um attendee yeah. time <laughs> Yeah so a lot of my, a lot of my con experiences was set up and breakdown and and stuff like that what about you Makala uh, So yeah honestly you know a lot of it is the business end of things um and the really cool thing about being a vendor is you okay the bad thing is you don't get to go to all the panels because i would really love the idea of some of these panels um unless you're doing after hours stuff and normally i'm just so exhausted i'll do like the drag show or the burlesque or i usually do like one thing and then i'm done um but the it's the neat thing about that experience from the floor is everything passes you 
because mm-hmm. the vendor hall is where a lot of the action is. You know, if people aren't in a, in the middle of a panel, they're walking around the vendor hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where a lot of the action is. You you have cosplayers just walking by. You can, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, can I take your picture? Or you see them taking pictures with people, so you can kind of come up and say, you know, do you mind if I take a picture or whatever? Um, so that's a really neat experience, seeing it from that level. Um, seeing also... You know, the people, they start the day out, they're so happy and excited. And by the end of the day, they're like dragging. Uh, But that's normal. You know, again, very tired people. Uh, So that I love. Uh, But also, you know, you very much, um, because I'm an artist alley, even though our booth is big enough, we definitely could be on the larger side of the floor. We like being an artist alley because everything we do is handmade. So your row of Artist Alley becomes kind of your family for that weekend and sometimes your family for con in general. Yeah. You know, you know these people, you interact with them, you know, one weekend a year every year. Um, but, you know, you know by the end of, you know, if you know you're going to be around the same people, oh, this person likes this snack. I'll make sure I pack this. You know, this person, you know, does this or you're, you're bringing coffee for each other. Hey, I'm running here. Let me get the, do you want me to pick up anything for you? A little bit um, of barter going on too, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, 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 my, all the, absolutely. all the time, all the time. <laughs> and sometimes it's as funny as with money, you know, like, all right, I have fives. I need this. I need that. Um, last year, the ladies next to us were um, crocheters and they were called two hookers the name yep. of their company. <laughs> nice. So it kind of became the battle cry of row 200 of thank you hookers. Um, you know, cause if they had made change or whatever, um, it was great advertising be... for the booth because we, we would not say thank you quietly. We would shout it out <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, people would just turn and look at the booth. We're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you do that. You, and also because you, you learn your people and you learn like, all right, we make headbands. Well, I'm looking for this character. I'm not, I don't have this character or this style, but I make sure I know who has what and not because I want to take a sale from them ever, but I want to say, I don't have this. Here's who has it. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with steampunk jewelry. I'm like, all right, so I'm looking for this piece. I'm like, I don't have it, but, uh, you know, here's where it's at. And that to me, it just becomes such a great thing of camaraderie. Um, not, you know, cause you're, you're in this together. So that's that to me is like my experience with con. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you told the uh the two hookers. Oh my gosh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> that was, they they were the, the, they were the greatest. Yeah. We right. also had a, a a unique situation um AIE wise. Yes. Yes. I don't know if it's is it unless you're gonna talk about it further down. No, I, I think I, it's a good I think it's a good one to mention. Absolutely. Yeah, so typically um there's an AIE guild hall being run at BlizzCon. And so in the past, that's kind of been the the gathering point, the, the mustering point for all the guildies. And a lot of times we end up adopting podcasts and like it's just a place where like people with families might come and let their kid crash, you know, yep. stuff like that. Like, you know, we typically would have uh, we would rent out like two two uh, meeting room sizes full of just a guild hall and uh uh, so we've we've run that for quite a long time. It's you know it's obviously been a while, but uh, but yeah, that was always a, a staple. Like you you know you came to BlizzCon, you have to stop at the AA Guild Hall. That was just Definitely. part of the experience. Or even if you're just there for the weekend, you're in the area, or you you know you don't even have a ticket to BlizzCon. People have exactly. watched watched the Blizz, BlizzCon from the Guild Hall. 
Yeah, because we would have a, a a screen up showing whatever the live stream was at the time, and you know people would be coming in from the convoy store to, to to relax. So well, then the people that didn't have tickets would get to hang out with them, um, and and tell them what's going on, and, and there'd yeah. be a lot of back yeah. and forth, you know, and a lot of helping out. Um, it, but yeah, it you know it was it was great. Like some people literally only showed up because yeah. Yeah. of the Guildhall. They didn't care about the BlizzCon. They were there for the people that were for BlizzCon. Absolutely. Um, so you know that's. Something that, you know, hopefully we can uh, replicate in even other conventions um, that ha- have a, a big AIE presence. But, you know, that that ended up bringing like the, the CTR folks for a while were also running their own stuff um, because they, they like the idea so much. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, that's that's another big part of cons is going there for the, the social aspect. Yeah. And the three of us actually had the honor um, at another con that we love, Nerdtacular. The three of us has, uh, had the honor of recording the AIE podcast live and in person. Yes, we did. Uh, and that was a blast. Yes. And you also vented. Yeah, I did. I, I vented at Nerdtacular, which I love as well. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And I tried. And I tried to give away board games to everybody. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, what was your first con? What was your favorite con? And what con would you love to attend, McCullough? All right. So, my first con um, was when I was a itty bitty baby. Um, I was I just turned. I was about to start high school, so I just turned fifteen. I was about. I was just turned fifteen, and I went to the vendor room at um, Nasfic. NASFIC is the largest con, the second largest con. Um, so basically, it's Worldcon. If Worldcon is is outside of the U.S., NASFIC is the North American Science Fiction Convention. So that was my very first con as a you know an itty bitty baby, um, you know young geeky girl. Um, I only went to the vendor room because we didn't know about all the other stuff, um, and I and that was a blast. I bought like top Star Wars cards and all that sort of stuff, and. You know, I had a my first attempt at like a cosplay, which was a white dress of my mom's that was supposed to be um, Lorraine's dress from her prom dress from Back to the Future. So that was my very first con. Um, my favorite, um, I do love Phoenix Comic Con because that's my big home con. Uh, Nerdtacular, just for the family experience. And that's always kind of been also when we do Nerdtacular. Um, it's a shorter, sh- sort shorter amount of time on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I make as much money as I do on a four-day trip, a four-day of, of Phoenix Comic-Con, which has a much larger table fee. So, like, Nertacular, when that comes back, that's my favorite. Like, that's like my that's kind of my home con, even though we have to fly there or drive there. Yeah. Um, what con would I love to attend? You've been to it. I want to go to Gen Con. Um, yeah. As a long-term gamer, and also, like, um, not just my love of D&D, but, like, my favorite company is Chaosium right now when it comes to who's creating RPGs, you know, pen and paper, and they have a huge Gen, gen Con presence. Um, so that, like, that to me is my dream con. And also, you know, the it'd be fun, you know, any of the cosplay and stuff. But that that's the con I want to attend just for the hardcore gamer, you know, pen and paper girl. That's what I want to oh, do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. I could totally see that. Yeah. That's definitely the home of all that kind of stuff. I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mew? Um, I, I'm, I've been trying to rack my brain. I think I want to say my very, very first con might have been Anime Expo. Oh, it's very possible. Con. I want to go wow. to that yeah. one. Um, so that was when I had first moved out to California. Um, and, and this was, I think they were still doing stuff in Anaheim. Like they weren't big enough to be in the LA Convention Center. They were 
in the Anaheim Convention Center, I believe, and then they spent some time over in the um, the Long Beach Convention Center, and then they started hitting the the LA Convention Center because they were just so big. Um, but neat. but yeah, that had to have been my first experience. Um, it's it was it's it's a blur though. It was it was as cons were. It was just you know oh look at all this um, anime stuff. Like yeah, that's how I, that's how I was at at, at Nasdaq too. It was like yeah. I didn't realize this was a thing. Yeah, that was like the 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 awakening of holy cow. There's all this stuff, and look at what they're doing. Look at all this cosplay they're doing. Look at all this effort they're putting in. Um, and then you know the I guess my first convention with the misses was was Gen Con because we were in Indiana at the time. We went from uh, to, from you know the LA area to Indiana, and they were like, you know, we kind of miss doing the convention thing. It's like here's Gen Con. Let's go check it out and. You know that was that was a big um, thing back then. We stumbled across um, the 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 MythBusters B team, so it was Grant Me? and okay. um, Tori and oh, what was her name? Uh, Carrie. Carrie, and yeah, like we stumbled across them. There was nobody there at the time. They weren't big yet, and we just had this full on conversation with them for a while until we looked over and saw there was a line. Like, oh, people are here. Okay, well, it's nice talking to you. Well, we wandered off, and but yeah, um, uh. I want to say the biggest ones I've I've been to was um, uh, San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a monster. Um, you know we <laughs> yeah. can't you can't even go to that one anymore. Like it's it's no. now like a lottery. Yeah. Like in and and actually in uh, technically it's also uh, well I went there with Cryptozoic, but I wasn't working for them at the time. I was kind of a friend of Cryptozoic because I was working at Blizzard, um, but. Uh, um, Blizzard and Crypto had a relationship for a little while. They're the ones that created the uh, the TCG that um, ended, right. ended up being taken over by Hearthstone. But um, but yeah, that was when it was still somewhat accessible. The San Diego one was just a, a, oh yeah, you know, I've heard. And you just stumble across celebrities because it's it's now it's not a comic con anymore. It's it it's is a. Media a con. It's a yeah. con. It's and they. I mean, they won't change the name because it's an iconic name, and they sued everyone yeah. into existence to get we rid know. of them. That's why we're but, fan fusion and not comic. Yeah, but yeah. They, they should not be comic con anymore. They 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 are no, no. longer. They they have a tiny little section of comics now, but it's yeah. it's not a comic con anymore. Like there's there's a huge difference. Like you know, we when we were in, in Seattle, we went to the Emerald City Comic Con. That was yeah. that was a comic con. Yeah, um, con too. Yeah. Uh, and in you know the uh, the fan fusion is definitely more of a comic con than even that. But even they are turning into a media con. You know what though? This year there's a big focus again on um, creators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely doing a focus on getting comic book creators in. They need to because that's the thing is is yeah. is like media is this unwieldy beast that wants to take over everything. Yeah. They're like, oh, you like comics? Do you? Let me show you all these other things you could be interested in. It's like, no, no, we want to focus on the comics. But yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah. It, it's, there's a there's always a convention going on, even near you. You might think you're in the middle of nowhere. There's probably a convention Absolutely. somewhere in the hotel. Yep. yep. And yeah. And those small cons can be a lot of fun. Yep. Definitely. So who's next? I think it's is it? No, it's me. Pat. All right. Same question, sir. So my first con, and I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was either 87 or 88 was CopperCon in um, the either Dude. the Ambassador Inn or Hyatt Regency. This is one of those weird moments. We were in the same place at the same time. Probably, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah, yeah we we did all we did Leprechaun and Copricon all the time in high school. Yeah. Oh, and Leprechaun was. It may have been Leprechaun, but it was probably Copperkin. Same. It was. A, it was the same group. Of, oh my gosh, that's bizarre. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, those were those were definitely very fun, very fun cons, and and we went to, um, you know, play D and D and look at the art and, you know, that sort of thing, and maybe see a panel. But a lot of it was like, you know, there you wasn't just, a lot of panels. There was there was no. the masquerade. Right. But it was a lot of it was just hanging out with geeks and playing, um, shopping and gaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so my favorite, honestly, my favorites, and I miss them, is Nerdtacular because it's a yeah. small, yeah. you know, call it what you will, family con, however you want to call it. But mm-hmm. it's it's a small, you know, or get to know most of the people that are there. Um, yep. You know, the, the, I miss Snowbird because, you know, Snowbird was awesome because if you weren't involved in, you know, panels or other activities, there was always time to go hike the mountain, run the, you know, rides, just hang out and talk with yeah, people. Yeah. Play like the tram you know, up to the mountain. Yeah. Play, uh, um, God, what, Uno, not Uno, um, would you play in the hallway? Cards Against Humanity? Cards Against Humanity. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, no. Um, no Munchkin. Um, Munchkin. Munchkin. Yeah. We'd be playing Munchkin. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, yeah, and, and basically look at Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. they's like, you know, guys, it's two in the morning. Just let me win. Yeah. We can all go to bed. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I remember stumbling across one of your Star Wars games, too. You all yes. were uh, squirreled away on the side. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a game. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that, yeah, that, yeah. Honestly, it, that needs, yeah, that needs to happen again. Yeah. Because be, as much as, I you know the um what Scott's doing in Vegas, he and Scott mm-hmm. and Brian are doing Vegas is is interesting. Um, and apologies, Shojo, but you know Vegas just is not. You know I I don't really enjoy the casinos that much. We'd probably like mm-hmm. to do a lot of stuff off off strip in Vegas and go yeah, see some yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> but um, you know I I just Snowbird was much even though it's thirteen hours to get there for us driving. Um. You know, we're not flying all the the vendor stuff up there. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 fun because you get to there. You everything is close. You've got the hotel room, the, yeah. the vendor room, the activities. You know, everything's there. Uh, it's intimate. It's fun. Um, so I really like that. Um, and again, I would have liked to attend. You know, get on a tra- time travel machine and attend San Diego Comic Con. Back in the day, but if we're talking current cons, probably PAX West or PAX East because it's in Boston. So that yeah. would be fun to, you know, go see the Boston folks and and do um, do PAX East one of these years. So yeah, we've yeah, we absolutely. did we did PAX West when we were in Seattle, and that was the first time that we started bumping into uh, the actual you know runners, the actual two guys, right? And we were just and and that was that was the uh, to talk about a you know a funny experience, um, we keep running into them at cons, and <laughs> and it's it's the, kind of like the, how how we when we met the the MythBusters B team as we just stumble across them when there's just nothing going on. We're like, oh hey, it's you guys. Oh yeah, you guys. Hey, come sit. Yeah. Let's talk for a while. And you know, because it's just you know there's nothing going on, and you know it's you know, we just you know, talk about whatever random thing we wanted to talk about. So that was always funny. And, and he'd be like, you know, it's like, hey, did you get that signed yet? It's like. 
Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. So that's that's kind of like we you know we stumble across them at, at STCC we at at the PAX ones um I think I think we bumped into the Gen Con one time hmm. but they they typically tend to tend more towards the west obviously because you know yeah, they're yeah. you know from yeah. Seattle but uh, but yeah I mean you know I, I kind of wonder if they've ever made it to their Australia um, PAX oh, that that'd be oh god I'm sure they have yeah yeah and and, and they also i think they're not doing any more but they also had the pax southwest or whatever in, in san antonio for a mm. little while but but uh i don't know if they're still doing that anymore but just because like it's it didn't fill any special niche right so yeah. so yeah. they're just sticking to east west and australia right yeah right. i think it's and then your you, you have the last set of questions yeah so what is your favorite activity at a con, and what is your best con story, starting <laughs> with Tets? Well, I stole I stole McCullough's con story. I'm sorry. You, you, you can retell it though. You tell I it better than I do. Correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh exactly. Well, no, cool. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. But no, my favorite uh, my favorite activity, honestly, is just uh, people watching. Um, it used to be going to see the the panels and stuff. Um, or the, go see the masquerade. That's always, that's always fun. Um, I like doing the celebrity meet and greets and stuff like that. Um, but the, and again, I don't know of another way to do it, but you just, you know, you spend like an hour waiting in the line to, to go do that. And then you have a few you know, a couple minutes with them, you know, and then, and then you move on. So it's like, I could be doing other stuff while, you know, while I'm standing in this line. So it's a little frustrating, but, um, one of my favorites was Ryan going with Ryan and actually meeting Adam Savage. Um, we got tickets to do the meet and greet and she got to see him cause she grew up watching Mythbusters and, you know, yeah, yeah, Mythbusters uh, literally came out like two, like a few weeks after we had her. So it's yeah. been like part of her <laughs> yeah. life the entire time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So meeting Adam was just wonderful for her. She had she had a blast with that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my fa- my favorite activity is just watching and and interacting with everyone, the, the cosplayers, the other vendors, because you know just talking to other vendors will go up and. You know, say hi. Hey, we're running a booth over there. You're running. How are you guys doing? You know, how's the, how's traffic? The you know this and just get some of the behind the scenes, like what's going on from other vendors and the and their viewpoint. And then finding, uh, we found, um, you know, like this year or last year, we found the the vendor again that does the cork um, coasters. And so they have all the we have a whole bunch of Marvel and Star Wars and. Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. And they sell them in four packs. Um, we found them. We finally found um, the vendor that does the etch glass. She was there two cons ago. No, years ago. Because it was it was that weird winter con we did a few times. Oh, right. in um, Yeah, in Cardinal Stadium. Um, but then we didn't see her again until we ran into her at Dapper Day Expo in Disneyland and we're like, Oh, I need, cause I needed to replace my, uh, my Imperial tumbler that broke. I didn't break it guys. I promise. She did, no, she didn't. It just broke um, that. And then we got some rocks glasses with uh, Ahsoka that says, I'm no Jedi uh, Republic and an Imperial one and a Mandalorian one as well. 
Um, so it was good to see her, and there's a whole story about what happened there that we don't need to go into. That's yeah, the, that's that's the negative. Con. Yeah, that's yeah. the negative side of the, <laughs> of the, the con. The is all the, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's I, I. You know, I love going to see all the vendors and stuff because a lot of the stuff is handmade. They've put a lot of thought into the into the art and the stuff they're selling, and just because you know. If you need something commercial, you just go to Amazon or go to uh, your local comic book stop. But a lot of these, this is the only time of year you're going to see these vendors in your yep. area, and it, it's cool. Um, you can't see it, but McCullough has a picture uh, behind her on the wall of all the women of Star Wars, and one of the one of the vendors did that. And then, what did we get you last year was the... You, was so the there was um, so that you got me beautifully done. Um, was it X wing? Right. Pose X wing. Mm-hmm. Was a tie? I think it was a tie. No, the Falcon. The Falcon. And then I'm hoping he's this year because he was working on the Ghost, and now it's done. And which you know, one of my right. favorites. So we're gonna get that so. this year. So yeah, uh, we collect a lot of art from the 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 cons because you're not gonna find this commercially. This is not you know, big commercial art. This is people being creative with their stuff. So that's, that's my yeah. favorite activity. Um, so what about you, McCullough? All right. So mine, um, obviously people watching vending. Um, so, and Mrs. Mew has been involved in this before. <laughs> it used to be, I'm not going to be able to do it this year, probably because my friend that I do it with is, is, uh, has moved, but Friday night was, I'm going to have a cocktail and enjoy myself doing something I normally don't do. So that was grown up night, uh, Heather's night off. Um, so we would do like the drag or burlesque or whatever, whatever kind of adulty entertainment thing was going on and just kind of have fun and let loose a con because, you know, with me, I'm very confined. <laughs> um, so that, that's like something I love doing, like the after hours stuff. Um, it's the closest I kind of get away from coming, getting out of my booth because my booth isn't there right then. And I will restore the the con story. And the only reason why is it actually happened um, 10 years ago tomorrow. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Which, so it was literally... Um, so uh, Nevermore and Ozerin, um, so Sarah and Larkin, two of my dearest friends, they are both crafters. And they had they were going to split a table at Artist Alley. And they're like, well, do you want to maybe have a corner of the table? I'm like, sure. I'm like, what am I going to do? I've never done anything like this. So I started making steampunk jewelry, and that's actually how this started. So and I didn't have a ton of pieces, but I had like, you know, a, a, a foot. So I didn't need a lot of pieces. So it's Thursday. It's our first con. To, uh, we, we, I think we went the year before. As for, uh, yo, we went as fun, but this is our first con together doing this. And it's the first night, which is usually kind of preview night. And Sarah had um, her pixel bows, that one of which looked like Wesley sweaters. So sure enough, Will and Ann Wheaton are walking around the floor. And they stop, and they're looking at it. And we recognize them, and we start talking to them. And Sarah whispers to me, should I tell them I'm the one that runs Marley's Twitter account? And I'm like, of course you should. So she just kind of says it. And... Will gets this huge smile on his face, practically goes over the table to hug her. 
Um, and, and they're like, oh, we knew we knew it had to be a female just because you know, a woman, but the way they talked, it had to be a woman. So they stood there at our table for like a half an hour. And so when you ever hear people pick up on you know, about Nevermore, how she you know mentioned that she's friends with the Wheatons. No, she is friends with the Wheatons because mm-hmm. they became friends because of that. Mm-hmm. Like actual, these are, you know, these are our people. These are our friends. So that was the neatest experience. And then with the picture, um, what I actually asked was, can I take a picture of Anne? Because my husband's a huge fan. And Will's like, <laughs> no, we can't do pictures because, you know, I can't do pictures because of this. I'm like, and they're like, well, can I take a picture with Anne? And then, they, you know, basically I'm like, well, he didn't hear me right. So he's like, yeah, and I'll photobomb you. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> um, so that's how that happened. But that was like really the, like, like, the, like we had been at the con for maybe an hour. Yeah, and this happened. Yeah. It was like the the coolest <clears throat> con experience. I've never actually had it happen anything like that again. But like to me, it was like okay. One more thing because all of our stories have revolved around MythBusters. Yep, we've all had a MythBuster story, and here is mine. Um, I'm working, and I see in the middle of the convention there are these huge um concrete poles. Um, and I see somebody kind of slumped up against one so one of those and i know that feeling you know i sometimes sit under my table for a few hmm. minutes usually to shove food in my mouth because i can no longer talk and yep. my face hurts because i've been smiling so much and talking so much <laughs> so i see somebody in that same position and it's a a younger look well to me younger looking asian man like that looks like grant amahara grant is not at this con so it can't be Grant and Imahara. It looks just like Grant and Imahara. And I could tell I wasn't going to say anything because this person was definitely trying to get that few moments of peace with that we all try to get a con. So I find out later that day that Grant and Imahara was, in fact, at that con for one panel only. It was a Star Trek panel. He wasn't supposed to be there, and he was there. <laughs> so sure enough, that was Grant and Imahara. I saw 20 feet from me just relaxing at con trying to get a breath. Yeah. All right. So what about you, Mew? What is your favorite activity at con? Um, probably just socializing, socializing with people. Um, you know, definitely like I, I am still waiting for Nertacular. Like yeah. that is, that is the con that I want to like out yeah. of all of them. Um, you know, that's the most relaxed and the most enjoyment I've ever had has been at Nertacular at Snowbird. Totally. Yeah. Um, and the con part of it, it's not like the, it's the other stuff around it, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it. It's, it's all doing all the socializing with all the friends there. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, we, we have a third human being in our family because of our relaxing time. <laughs> yep. Being able to actually like de stress and just chill. Yep. yep. And, and, like, and, and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that baby got stolen at Nurtacular one day too by, mm-hmm. by yep. my good friend Amy. Yep. Next year. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that kid is a con kid. Like he's been That's to so amazing. many cons. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing yeah. the math, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, that's, 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 that's why, you know, you know, cons are a big part of our lives and it, then, you know, it's obviously we had to take a break with, with things, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, we went to a Lego convention a, a few, I want to say, was it November? Like, like when things were finally starting to calm down a little bit, you know, with him, cause he's, you know, big into Legos and, yeah. you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. I have, I am um, going to Final Fantasy Fan Fest. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Um, I managed to um, one actually in AI year um, um, happened to have an extra ticket um, because they got the two, but their significant other was like, you know what? I don't want to go. Like, <laughs> okay, great. well, I'm, I'm not going to let go. this go to waste. So, oh yeah. my gosh, that's amazing! 
So I'll be meeting some some people there too that you know that I've known for many many years um, and yeah. have played Final Fantasy with them you know, as well as you know the, the AI like um, I did go to Fan Fest in 2013 yeah. and met a bunch of AI people there. Yep, you know? yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's so great. Um, you and have to say hi to show cons- Joe. Yes, yeah. please. And any great con stories that you've not shared yet that you want to share? Um. I, I, I guess as a parting shot, we can talk about that. The, the, the fun of the fan fest is, is we know that was the first convention that our, our third member attended mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Mrs. Mew learned that uh, no one looks twice at you throwing up in the bathroom at uh, a at, uh, Las <laughs> Vegas hotel. Nope. Absolutely. That's, that's, oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, you're right. They, yeah. They look at you. Dre- yeah. They look at you. If you're dressed nicely in, in, in you know at six in the morning, and clearly you've uh, taken a shower already, but yeah, throwing up in the hotel, they don't look at you. No, not not even not even a second glance. No big deal. Yep. Awesome. All right. So, any parting shots on cons that anyone wants to wants to throw in there? there? Any great stories you can get to tell? Or no, also, speaking of fan fest, you you need to next year. Maybe you guys can all. Brave the Phoenix Heat and come back this way because we'd love to have you here. Yes, yes, that's that's t- like if we didn't already have a ton of stuff going on because yeah, we've got the I've got Fan Fest in July and then we probably have another trip in the beginning of July that we have to do and yeah. it's just it's been crazy busy this year. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to to um, you know braving that dry heat in uh, Phoenix. Yeah, again, absolutely, awesome. All right. Well, that is our share for tonight. Um, while the chat room begins suggesting titles, which Max already got a head start on that. Um, we want to thank you, chat room, for joining us. And I want to thank my co-host for uh, dealing with the last minute of, hey, guys, let's talk about cons. No, um, it's great. No, thank you. Great thank title. you so much. Um, and kind of us going off the rails, which I guess is half the fun with that. But usually it's one of our guests and not us doing it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter while it's still around. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow or Mew Cow over on Mastodon without the the. Mm-hmm. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We are off our next uh in two weeks we will be off for said con but then we'll pick up after that you can join the chat room and play along with us on our website aie-guild.org slash podcast dash live dash stream and look for the link to our discord server at aie-guild.org for past episodes you can see us on youtube at the aie podcast our theme was composed by the amazing andrew allen follow him at keys with soul or visit his website andrewallenmusic.com and this is about where we would put the aie member segments if we had some uh, but we didn't, so we're going to remind you, send them in, as long as they're under 90 seconds or so. Um, if they get too long, then we're going to, to uh, link you and make you have your own podcast. Um, <laughs> so. Hack link. Yep. Awesome. All right. Um, as Ted mentioned, in two weeks, we are we will be at FanFusion. If you were there, please come visit us at, at uh, booth A201. We're on the corner of Artist Alley row 200 um so obviously we're going to be dark that week uh but we'll return in four weeks with a guest to be announced um and we'll announce that as soon as we know it so until then aie this is makala this is tetsemi this is muko this has been the aie podcast
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.